The following is a recording of the Bodhi Day service for the Southern Alameda County Buddhist Church on December 4th, 2022. The first message for the Dharma School is entitled, Thanksgiving. Okay, so uh, the other day was uh, Thanksgiving. I hope everybody had a very nice uh, Thanksgiving time. Uh, and Thanksgiving is a time to show uh, our, our kind of our appreciation. There's a lot of people here today. I didn't really notice until now. <laughs> okay, great, nice. Nice to see everybody here, that's great. So uh, we were told the, the, you know, the whole story about Thanksgiving and the exchange between you know, the Native Americans and the pilgrims and this very uh, rosy, idealized uh, you know, version of Thanksgiving, which is nice to hear, and it shows us the importance of Thanksgiving. I think there's a lot more that went on beyond, beyond that, but um, we, we'll leave that aside for another time. Uh, but uh, you know, the importance of Thanksgiving, nonetheless, is to show kind of uh, the gratitude right, the, for the things that we receive. Uh, it's important to say thank you for the things that we get, you know, and for, uh, you know, something that we could show our, our gratitude towards always is, uh, do you know when, when we can often do this? During our meals, during our meals. So as simple as the itadakimasu or gochisou sama deshita um, is, uh, is kind of uh, a way to acknowledge uh, very briefly, uh, if but for just for a moment, uh, all of the things that we receive. Did you guys actually know that there is actually uh, words of saying uh, before and after that we traditionally do in our tradition? Raise your hand if you've heard of this. Okay, good. Okay, so it's called the, the shoku zen no kotoba and then shoku go no kotoba. And then shoku zen, zen means uh, before, and then shoku go means after. Okay, so after the meal and uh, before the meal and after the meal, uh, kind of expression of thanks, giving our thanks. And it kind of goes like this. Uh, I'll do the first one. Oku no inochi to minasama no okage ni yori. So uh, for all of the life that we have been given and through all the efforts of all the people, uh, we, have been, we have been blessed with, we have been given, uh, and we receive this meal here now. Uh, uh, being grateful for this, being deeply grateful for this benevolence, we uh, uh, it received this meal. Right? Okay, and then there's a shoku go. There's actually a shoku go. We actually don't say this a lot, but in Japan, when I went there and I was like, oh, hey, there's actually a shoku go no kotoba, which is basically the same thing as a shoku zen no kotoba, but it says, totoi omegumi o oishiku itadaki. So totoi is this honorable omegumi o gift that we receive. Oishiku itadaki. We, we, uh, we eat deliciously. We eat uh, 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 very gratefully, right? Oishiku itadaki. Masumasu goon honsha ni tsutomemasu. We repay this benevolence uh, and more and, and endeavor to seek to repay this benevolence that we receive. Okage sama de gochisou sama deshita. Datte wa ne? Uh, okay, so, so, gochiso, thank you, we received this, gochiso sama deshita, okay? So, that's the shokuzen no kotoba and then shokugo no kotoba. So, in, in Japan, everything is about, um, you know, doing things together, right? So, we have, there is these set kind of formats, right? And so, here in America, you know, with like, uh, you know, grace and stuff that we see on the movies and stuff that people do, uh, people kind of ad-lib it, you know, in the beginning and uh, uh, before they go into the meal. Um, so, uh, you know, that's however way you prefer, but it would be good to kind of, at least kind of take a moment to acknowledge and say itadakimasu, right? I know sometimes it's very easy to get self-conscious, you know, and put our hands together in gasho in front of other people, right? Uh, but uh, 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 we, we had that meal one time and um, 
she mentions that uh, Maria mentions that uh, that uh, uh, we put our hands together in gasho to say itadakimasu, and there uh, there was an Indian couple that was sitting next to us that did gasho, right? So they see that, right? They see and learn from us so what what we're doing and and putting our hands together. This is versatile. This goes from like this is pretty much every Asian continent knows this signal, right? It's basically the equi modern equivalent of the handshake, which is like namaste, right? Or it comes from this this uh, this very humble kind of posture that we have, right? And so that's why it's something very good to to do that. Okay, so um, that's uh, that's what we do. So I kind of digressed into this long talk about eating and being grateful for that, but I, I, I kind of didn't eat a big breakfast, so I'm very hungry right now. But uh, so, so that's, that's basically what that is. So the, um, but there are a lot of things, you know, that, that we don't recognize, right? That we don't recognize that we should be grateful for, right? For example, you know, um, the car that we drive, the house that we live in, right? Even the jobs that we do, you know, it gets redundant, and, you know, we, we start to, uh, despise our jobs sometimes, or maybe the people that we have to work with. But if it wasn't for our jobs, we wouldn't have a livelihood, right? So it's very easy to overlook these kinds of things. And I kind of wanted to see if there's other things that the Dharma School students think uh, can know of that we commonly overlook in our meal, or in, not in our meals, uh, commonly overlook uh, in, um, and not say thank you for. Ne, are there things? Uh, Let's see in the back over there. Kara, that's it, No, I'm sorry. Um, let's let's go with Josie. <laughs> let's go with Josie first. Uh, What's that? Oh, okay, great. Okay, yeah, thank you. You know, that's. She said scientific advancements like what, such as. Technology, medicine, great, thank you very much. You know, you know, there, you know, for all the stuff about the vaccines and vaccinations, you know, they made that at an alarmingly fast rate, right? And they get no props, <laughs> they get no thanks for that. But they should get a lot of credit for that. That was done in a really, really fast, right? What should take normally years, um, they did it within a year. Um, and so that was really fast uh, to come up with that. Thank you very much. Uh, any other students? Uh, um, I'm sorry, I forget your name in the front. Tokubo-chan. Kara. Kara, right? Okay, I said it. Okay, okay, you just didn't hear it. Okay, Kara, Kara. Hi. What is something that we easily overlook uh, that we are not grateful for or that we should be grateful for, but we easily forget that we should be grateful for those things? Family, ne? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks for answering very on, on the spot. Very good. Uh, so there are things that, you know, we, we overlook that we should be grateful for, but we kind of forget. And so, but that is kind of the nature of what it means to be a human being, what it means to be bombu. We, we tend to overlook things and we forget. But that's why we come to Sunday service. That's why we listen to the Buddha Dharma and come before the Buddha Dharma to hear the teachings of the Buddha to kind of remind us of that, that there's a lot going on that we can, that we don't even know, that, that is happening kind of behind the scenes that we don't even recognize, right? And so when we come before the Buddha, we hear the Buddha's teachings, we kind of recalibrate, we reset, right? And then kind of remind ourselves that there is a lot to be grateful for that we, we easily tend to forget, right? 
Shinran Shonin explains that our thoughts are like monkeys that run around. Our thoughts are running around. You think about one thing, and then we go to the next thing, and then we go to the next thing, and go to the next thing, and it never ends. It never ends. It just goes one from one to another, one to another. It's very hard to focus. So um, what does the Buddha provide us whose minds are constantly distracted and hardly ever any moment to settle our hearts and minds? The Buddha provides us with onenbutsu, okay? Onenbutsu. Does anybody remember the saying that I said last, a few weeks back? Oheso onenbutsu, okay? Oheso onenbutsu. So when you see your oheso, say the onenbutsu, okay? When you see your oheso, see the onenbutsu. Oheso is navel, okay? Navel. When you see your navel, say the onenbutsu. So when we realize that we cannot always be constantly thankful, we say Namo Amida Butsu because we recognize that we cannot understand fully just how much our lives are being made possible by unseen factors. So we leave it all to the Buddha to teach and guide us because the Buddha knows how much is being done for us. So going back to Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is something that is done every year in this country, right? But actually we do Thanksgiving every week here at this temple, every week. And that's what these services are for. But what's different is that we are not just giving thanks to the food, the company, and the different things that we can see and recognize before us. In the Buddhist Thanksgiving, we're giving thanks and showing our deepest gratitude for all the things that we cannot see, for all the things that we cannot understand, all of the behind the scenes, so to speak, that are taking place. And these behind the scenes are being made possible by Buddha. So in conclusion then, Thanksgiving is giving thanks to the things we can see and we can recognize, right? Thanksgiving is giving thanks to the things uh, um, uh, that we can, we can kind of think of that we should be thankful for. But the Buddhist Thanksgiving is to be grateful for all of the things that are happening that we cannot see, that we cannot comprehend, that is going on be behind the scenes, right? We call that causes and conditions, the infinite causes and conditions, okay? So please say that with me together. Infinite causes and conditions, okay? That's the, that's the key word here to remember, okay? So I'd like to end today. Remember, kids, uh, thank your socks. Thank your underwear, <laughs> okay? Because these are all things that are allowing us to live our lives, okay? So please join me in gasho. Namo Amida Namo Amida Namo Amida Namo Amida Okay. Thank you, Sensei. Thank I have you. a question that my grandchildren asked me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What does itadakimasu mean when they say it? Uh -huh. What is your terminology? Go, is like, um, it's, it's um, I, am, I am receiving something. And then, Goshiso sama is, um, I have uh, received something. Okay, so uh, in, in, that's the, the translation that I can say. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody who speaks Japanese who could perhaps offer their um, translation. Or <laughs> something like that, right? Yeah, that's. Kaori? Oh, so. Okay. So uh, for all the people who run around uh, making the meals for us and prepare the meals for us, we are acknowledging. Uh, what they have done. So, itadaku, uh, actually, we, we do that with our books, right? With, we are receiving, or the other word for itadaku is chodai suru, but then itadaku um, is another way. So, when, we, when I do this with the book, right, 
we are, this is not a normal book, right? Uh, the Sutra Chanti book, this book as well. This has the words of the Buddha in there, right? It has the, the path to spiritual liberation that is contained within a book. So that's why we humbly receive it uh, in this kind of ritualistic manner, okay? That's what is being done here. I'm not like trying to like do some kind of symbolic thing where I'm like putting the information of this in my head, okay, or anything like that, okay? It's a symbolic gesture of humbly receiving what the Buddha teaches, and that's why we, um, uh, we do that every, before and after the chanting, okay? So that's something to remember. Thanks for pointing that out. The other thing about books, and this is, um, this is not just a Jodo Shinshu thing. This is all, uh, pretty much all Buddhists do this, and pretty much um, it's an Asian cultural um, thing, I, I believe, too. It's because it's, you know, because it's influenced by Buddhism. So we don't put books, and this is not just Kyobon, but this is, or Buddhist books, but any book on the floor, okay, where people walk. The, the, this is where cons, uh, feet is considered dirty, right? You know, and so um, anything that where the foot goes or where the bottom goes, you don't put it on seats, okay, like that, but um, that, that kind of thing. The other thing is um, these Buddhist robes is called a kesa, okay? This is what, this is symbolic, symbolizing what the Buddha wore, okay? That's what this is, okay? So when I sit down, you may notice when I sit down, and if I don't, you could call me out if I didn't do that. When I sit down, my butt goes on the kesa, right? So you have to make this conscious effort of pulling out the kesa out. That's what we were told when we went for ordination, okay? So that's, that's, um, we're thinking about it in, that, in terms of that. So this kesa has to be folded very neatly after every service. And then also we can't um, sit on it in any way or put it on the seats and these kinds of things, okay? So that's just something to kind of keep in mind too. Uh, I got asked about this chuke as well, okay? This is a fan, right? Um, but I don't use it to fan myself. Right? This is used so that um, the onenju goes on top of this. So you don't see it here, but I, it has to go on top of this like that, okay? And that's also a, a sign of respect towards, um, you know, what we, uh, this, this uh, onenju. And then the other thing, I don't know if you've ever been to a Buddhist wedding, but in the wedding, what we do is we, we kind of have this ritual of putting the rings on here, right? That's also kind of a sign of respect that the, what's on here is a kind of precious um, treasure, right? And that's why we do that, okay? And that's the significance of the chuke, okay? It's not for fanning, okay? Yeah. Although I wish that sometimes, but... Hi, thank you. We will continue on to the second message intended for the adult audience. The message is entitled, Shakyamuni's Message. So I, I'd like to continue on with this message of uh, Thanksgiving. Um, so as you know, today is Bodhi Day, uh, the day of Shakyamuni Buddha is said to have attained awakening and realized the path to spiritual liberation. By the way, um, I say this often, path to spiritual liberation, um, but do you know what this, is, this path is leading out of, by any chance? So the path of liberation is leading out of suffering, okay, suffering. Uh, but to explain this a little bit further, Shakyamuni Buddha understand that suffering um, is the cycle of birth and death, birth and death. In Buddhism, we believe in the law of karma, okay, in the law of karma. And this means that our actions lead to the next life, uh, which those actions lead to the next life, which those actions lead to the next life ad infinitum. It goes on and on and on. And we've, con uh, we, we've done this since the, what's called the beginningless past. Um, and so in other words, we've been leading numerous and countless lives over and over again. 
we cannot say exactly as, as what, 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 what kind of life that was. Um, maybe it was a grasshopper or an animal of some kind or these kinds of different lives. Um, you know, I'm personally terrified of sharks, so maybe I was in, eaten by a shark or something in the previous life or something like that. Who knows? But at any rate, we've gone through many cycles of birth and death, rebirth and death, rebirth and re-death, actually, over and over again. Shinna Shonin, Hone Shonin, all the seven Pure Land Masters talk about this extensively, about this rebirth, this process of karma, karmic rebirth. And the, the path out of that would be the Onembutsu path, the, nembutsu, the path of Onembutsu. So Shakyamuni exp explains this to us, right? And the problem, you know, we're not often told this, but the problem is that mainstream, mainstream popular culture thinks it's okay to pick and choose, right, of what to believe in in a religion, of Buddhism. They pick and choose in Buddhism. So we're not really taught this importance of rebirth and karma in this country because it isn't considered um, cool, right? It isn't considered the hot topic that interests people. And so it, it falls to the wayside, right? Um, and so, um, you know, I think that's kind of one of the, the reasons why. And so at any rate, you know, mainstream and popular culture focuses on, you know, things like, you know, meditation or, you know, living in the moment, right? The here and now, right? We hear these comments being made, right? Um, uh, much more often than the talk about karma, rebirth, and these kinds of things, or birth in the pure land, right? And it's not to say that these points are not important, right? That is, those points, meditation and uh, what else, what did I just say? Here and now, living in the moment. These things are very important in Buddhism too as well, right? But um, uh, when we only talk about these things, that doesn't paint the whole picture of what Buddhism is. And this is a religion, right? You can't just pick and choose, right, what you want, right? Um, uh, and, and so the, the, we have to teach all of the things that, that this religion is teaching in order to kind of get the whole picture of, of Buddhism. And so, um, you know, we kind of tend to go with things that, uh, that, as popular culture shows, we tend to go with things that we want, right? Uh, never what we, we kind of need, in, uh, and religion is no exception to this rule. You know, I, I just ate at, you know, Panda Express the other day, um, and the food is, is good, uh, but it's not exactly healthy, is it, right? It's, it's, there's a lot of, you know, salt in there. It's very salty. I was, like, finding myself drinking cups and cups of water after that. Um, there's tons of probably MSG in there, right, to make it taste good, right? And, and these are things that I want, right? I crave these things, right? But, you know, if Panda Express started, you know, putting out, you know, um, steamed vegetables, nothing but steamed vegetables, right, they'd go out of business, right? Even though this is what people need, you know, the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> but that's, that's, they would go out of business, right? And, and, and that's, um, um, that's, that's the, the truth of the situation of the human condition, right? So when it comes to religion, we want to be told that, you know, we're great people, right? We want uh, that we are, you know, doing good for society, yeah, right? That we are chosen, we are the chosen ones, right? Uh, because we believe in this God or that, you know, we do these certain good deeds and we refrain from doing these things. So we're better than these other people or, you know, these kinds of things, right? This is the tendency that a lot of people do with, with religion, right? And that's what they want to hear from, from religion, but Buddhism is much more realistic than that, I believe. It doesn't tell us what we want to hear necessarily. In fact, more often than not, it tells us what we need to hear. And what we need to hear isn't always this rosy picture, right? It's kind of like, you know, um, climate change. You know, no one wants to hear about climate change and, and that we're destroying this earth, right? And that each and every one of us is contributing to this imminent global threat, right? 
you know, I certainly feel helpless when thinking about, you know, um, uh, this issue um, because it means changing our, you know, our, our, our lifestyle as a humanity, right? So I don't want to be told that I'm being contribut uh, a contributing factor to this threat. But that doesn't change the fact that I need to hear this message and that I need to heed this message as well. Ignoring this message and all of the scientists who are the experts on this issue is like putting my hand in the sand and, and pretending the problem doesn't exist, right? And it's the same with Buddhism. Buddhism is telling us not what we want to hear, per se. It's telling us what is happening and the state of our existence right now. It's giving us a distress signal of an imminent threat that is happening as we speak right now, right? But we have our ham radios turned off to this crucial message. In Jodo Shinshu, we focus on saying the onenbutsu, or what is called shomyo in Japanese. Shomyo means literally the recitation of the name, Namu Amida Butsu. That's why we kind of say Namu Amida Butsu often, right, throughout this service. Now, it gets a little bit tricky here because some people will take this too far, right, and then say, well, we should constantly say the nembutsu. That's our practice. That's our practice. But Shinashoni clarifies that actually in our tradition, it, the significance not lies in saying the name per se. It's actually the name that is being said that is much more significant. So it's not about you per se. It's about the name. Namo Amidabutsu. <coughs> Excuse me. That is much more significant. And the reason why is because the, the name connects us with this world of truth. Nembutsu literally means to think on Buddha. Right? To think on Buddha. The Sanskrit term of this is Buddhanu Smirti, Smirti. But it means simply to think on, to contemplate and focus on the Buddha. And this is our meditation, if you will. Okay? So going back to this analogy of this distress signal, the Onembutsu does a few things at once. And I've made um, a little bit uh, a chart for this, so I want to show you this chart. Okay? Okay. So, Yonembutsu does a few things. What it does, it tell, one, it tells us of the imminent threat. And the threat is that we have been caught in the cycle of birth and death since the beginningless past. In other words, the cycle of suffering since who knows when. Okay? That's number one. Number two, it tells us that the reason for this is because of our blind passions or this mind of egocentricity. Number three, it tells us, the onembutsu, okay? The onembutsu tells us there is a path to resolve and overcome this issue of our egocentricity, of our blind passions. Finally, number four, it tells us that the path has been established for us to take refuge in, okay? So there, there, the, does this sound, this list sound familiar in any way? Yes, Four Noble Truths. I was going to give you a hint and say there's four, but you, you hit it right on the head. Four Noble Truths, okay? The Four Noble Truths. And let's go back to the Four Noble Truths. Life is suffering is number one, okay? So I just told you uh, the, the message of imminent threat, right? That's the, the same message here. The second one, suffering is caused by our attachments. In other words, blind passions is the cause. The attachments is the cause. Number three, the only way to end suffering is to overcome our attachments. And, and I mentioned above that we must resolve the issue of blind passions. And then number four, the right way to do that is through the Eightfold Path. In other words, right view, right thought, right speech, right acts, 
right living, right endeavor, right mindfulness, right meditation. Right? And in the above list, I mentioned the Buddha completes and provides us this path for us, okay, through what's called onembutsu, okay, the nembutsu. So the nembutsu, in, caps, uh, in short, does these things. So nembutsu does all of these things for us in, in one take. Okay? The, the list of four things is all contained in namo amidabutsu, okay? It is both the message of warning and the path out, okay? The second point, it is the message of what we need to hear in order to escape this world of suffering. And then number three, it's all packaged into one and present, presented specifically for us, for us. This is what the Onembutsu does, okay? Let me go back to my notes here. So when we say the name, we are being reminded of this four noble truths that the Buddha taught, right? When he attained enlightenment, that's uh, that picture right there. That's what we're celebrating today, okay? Bodhi Day, okay? So we are being reminded of the Four Noble Truths as we live on the Nimbutsu path. We come to be guided by all the things that are right. In other words, the Buddha's working. And when we put that path up against our lives, we juxtapose that, those two, we see just how imperfect we are. We see just how much we make mistakes, just how much we're being carried on the backs of others, even when we don't think we are, right? As I mentioned in the first talk. This is the medicine that we need. And sometimes this medicine tastes bitter. It's gross, right? Or maybe it's like a, you know, a needle injection. It hurts at first, right? And it hurts for a couple of days. But over time, we get protected. We get better. We start to see this was the medicine that we needed because it, points, it puts our lives into perspective. That's what this does. So Buddhism isn't this teaching that tells us what we want to hear, right? It, it's a teaching that tells us what we need to hear, what we need to hear. All too often, people use Buddhism to give them some kind of religious or spiritual authority uh, to meet some kind of personal agenda. People will use uh, Buddhism for political causes or will people use Buddhism to further some kind of social agenda. And while this can be done to some extent, we have to, we have to remember and not lose sight of what this religion is really about. This teaching is about getting us to see the human condition um, for what it is, right? It's not about voting Democratic or Republican in the next election, okay? In a much more extreme situation, some people will use Buddhist teachings to further personal, uh, for personal gain and profit. For example, um, you know, the assassination of Abe, right? It involved uh, a cult-like organization, right? Here in this country, I mean, there's a lot of documentaries, right? I, I watch a lot of Vice, so there's a lot of, you know, documentaries on, on these televangelist cults, right? Who will claim to cast out the devil, right? When the, when the wave of a hand or the wave of a jacket or something like that, or they'll, they'll give you like some holy water, right? And for a nominal fee, right? And then, and then they use that, that, that money to buy a private jet, right? Or something like that. Right, so, and it's just mind-boggling to see the extent that people will go to fool other people. But it also equally surprises me to, to, to see the extent of how people let themselves get fooled by charlatans like this. And these charlatans misuse religion and promise what can't be promised to others, all for a quick buck. People get taken advantage of because they are told what they want to hear. And they associate that with the purpose of what religion is. But the purpose of religion is not for worldly benefits, right? Things like um, good health, money, right? And these kinds of things. That's not the purpose of religion. The purpose of religion is to get us to awaken to a truth 
that enables us to lead an authentic life, whatever life that may be. The purpose of religion is to get you to awaken to a truth that enables you to live an authentic life, whatever life that is, right? To live you as you, an original you, right? An original you. And that's what this religion is, is doing, Jodashishu. So the way to dismantle a cult and see past a false religion that claims to give you what you want is simply transparency, right? right? Is there any kind of secrecy in, this, in, in a religion? If there is, then you should be suspicious of that religion, right? In this tradition, there is no secrecy. It is completely egalitarian. Shinran Shoni tells, them, tells you straight up, he says, I am a foolish being, right? And I am, I think thoughts of, you know, uh, unholy thoughts. And these thoughts come into my mind, right? And, and he, his honesty really brings, a, and I, I truly believe that his honesty is the reason why this religion is still alive till this day, right? So Shakyamuni Buddha, the historical Buddha, sat under this Bodhi tree on December 8th. And on that auspicious morning, he came to the Four Noble Truths and he, had, he attained Awakening, a path for spiritual liberation, not just for the select few, not just the, the, the people who can do the rigorous her, uh, practices in the mountains somewhere, but for all of us, for all people, okay? And that's what Shinai Shonin is, is, is carrying on that tradition, and that's what the tradition is passed on to us, okay? So with that, um, I would like to end today's uh, adult Dharma message, and I'd like to thank you for your, for your time today, okay? Thank you very much. Please join me in Gasho. Namo Amida Buts. Namo Amida Buts. Namo Amida Buts. Namandas, Namandas, Namandas. Tsukimashte, Nihongo no Hoa ni Haimas. Nine ni Kakete, Shinna Shonin, Gotanjo, no Hapyaku Gojunen no Kinen, Soste, Nikyo Kaishu, the founding of the establishment of this religion, the Yunoga, Arimash this ne, Korega Hapyakunen. 800年ですよ。大きな法要を務めることになっております。え、まあ、あの、ビデオがありますので、ご覧、ご覧になってください。Kyle, would I be okay if you could share that and um play that video? Yeah. Okay, thank you. え、このまずあ、あなたが笑うと花になる。見ているえ、
現れてくださったということなんですねそれはどのような形かと言いますと、まあ、例えば木像とかあるいはここにこ,のこちらのご本尊は絵像になっているんですけども絵で描かれた像ですねでそしてあるいは「名も阿弥陀仏六字名語」名語そのものがこの形として真実の世界から現れてきたということを指しています。そして仏様は私たちが喜んでいる時一緒になって喜んでいらっしゃる悲しんでいる時も同じく一緒になって悲しんでくださっているのですですから次の2のところを見ますとですねこのページの2の世間ブースのところにですねまずこの1番と並列してですねあなたが泣いたら雨になる見ている私も雨になるとあるのですねまさに私が感じることがそのまま仏様が感じることなのです。ちなみに、えー、あの有名な仏教参加あの南無阿弥陀仏というのがありますけれども、ハルズゴ、When life is fair and sunlight gilds the day とありますよね。でその次のバースに And though our way leads neath a darkened sky とありますよね。まあ、ここも同じくこの前半のところでは、まあ、明るい時、Sunlight gilds the day, right? つまり楽しい時、えー、嬉しい時、そしてその,あの反面に、その反対に、えー、Darkened sky,、えー、暗い時、えー、つまり寂しい時、寂しい時。えー、この暗,い暗闇の時が並列になってどの時にでも阿弥陀様が私と一緒にいらしてくださると書かれております、まあ、ここと非常に似たパターンが見られ,見られるかと思います次に「誰でも花になれるんだ」のところはもちろん阿弥陀様の本願のことを指して言っておられます一切主張が私と同じ悟りに成仏させると誓いになったのがこの第18巻のことなんですね。そして次に空を見上げる花のように空を見上げる花のようには光に照らされる人は決して下の方を向いていませんでしょうですよね。明るくて頭を上げて上に向いています。自信を持って前向きの方へ。向かっていますそれは道が明らかになっているからなんですね皆さんもどうですかね一緒に一緒な感じではないですかね何か自信のない時あるいは不安な時あるいは寂しい時やはり下を向く傾向がありませんでしょうかこれは前に向く自信の余裕がないからなんですね自信のない時はやっぱり身近なところしか見れないのですそこしかか守れる余裕がないからないらんですね暗闇の中では何一つはっきりと見えてくるものはないそのため自分の身近なところしか見れないのですしかし仏様の光に照らされてから物事がはっきりと見えるようになりますそのため仏様の知恵を光明光,の明らか光と明らかと書くんですけれども光明と言います次の2のバース2のバースでは「いいんだいいんだ泣いたって雨が降るから花が咲く」というふうに書いてありますね。でここでは人生の苦悩に養われているということを言っていると思います
泣くことによって人生の深い意味が分かるようになると仏様が教えてくれていますこの間仏光寺派の本山でこのような言葉が出たそうです人生の谷底に谷底からしか見られない景色があり人生の暗闇でしか感じられない光があると書いておりますもう一度読ませていただきます人生の谷底からしか見られない景色があり人生の暗闇でしか感じられない光があるというふうにありますつまり暗闇の奥でしかわからない光というものがあるわけですこれは賢い人だったりとか経験のある人だったりとかあるいは思いやりのある人などから与えられる光ではないと思います心の奥底の暗みはどの人にでもあると思いますがその人に合わせた光というものが現れてくるのですこれが阿弥陀如来様の不思議な働きなのですね不思議なのはどの人にでも合わせられそして現れくださる光なのですつまり不思議なのは仏様の光は普遍的に広まるからなのです限りのない力なのです誰にでも合わせられる救いの働きなのですねじゃあ私たちがその光と出会うためには何をせねばならないのかと言いますと仏様の力に帰依するということなんですつまり阿弥陀如来様の呼び声を聞いていくのが我々の道であります念仏者としての道であります仏教用語では上卓という言葉がありますこの上というのは乗るという感じなんですけれども大きな乗り物に乗って彼岸に行くということですそして卓は託すのことでその乗り物にすべてお任せするということなのですね自分が何一つこの暗闇の世界から抜け出す方法はない自分の力に頼るのは暗闇の夜に懐中電灯を使って落とした眼鏡を探しているという同じようなことなのですねつまり見れる見られる見れる範囲が非常に限られているわけです何かが見えたとしてもそれはぼやけた状態でしか見られないのです見れないのですねしかしそれと比べて仏様の知恵の光明は太陽からの光みたいなものなのです一発で全てがはっきりとわかるのです比べようがないのですこの大懐中電灯と太陽そして次のところに風に寄り添う花のように優しい笑顔が咲くんだよとありますつまり辛い目にあったり苦しい時もあったり自分の都合通りにいかない積み重ねの中でいろいろな人生の出来事,が出来事を通っ,てきました通ってくるんですね。しかしそれが仏法と出会うご縁で深い人生の意味が少しでもよく分かることができたのです。そこで自分の顔から現れるのは笑顔であると私はこのように読ませていただいています仏様が私に笑顔をしてくださる力を与えてくださるのです仏様がこの己にすべて我に任せなさいと言ってくれていらっしゃるのですね何も心配することはないですから如来様の働きに寄り添っていくことで
笑顔が咲くの,で咲くのだというメッセージだと理解しております。この歌は非常に感動的な歌詞でありましてここでその内容に少し触れてみました皆さんもどうか来年のご法要の時にこの歌を思い出してお参りしてください本山に参りますとですね何百年も続いてきた総本山ですいろいろと大変な時例えば戦争飢饉または内戦廃物希釈の時もありました念仏弾圧の動きもありました西と東本願寺が徳川幕府から分裂させられました石山合戦三郷悪乱など本願寺がなくなってしまってもおかしくないようないろいろな事件が起こってきましたしかしそれをすべて耐えて今の西本願寺がありますのでその深い歴史を経て今の私がいるということです今私がご周祖の教えを頂戴できるのは前の世代の人たちの働きがあったからなのでどうぞ来年京都へ参拝された際には自分もその歴史の流れの中の一員であることを深く感じながらお参りしましょう皆さんどうぞよろしくお願いいたします今日の法話をここで終わらせていただきたいと思いますありがとうございます合唱お願いしますナモアミダブツナモアミダブツナモアミダブツナマンナナマンナナマンナスナマンナス